Journey Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Journey Sports Podcast. With Dandy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Journey Sports Podcast. Welcome. To the Dirty Sports Podcast, I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host, Port Wanimi, California, Joey Nochilprano. Hello, Andrew. Good morning. Good morning, Andy Ruther. On this final week of the National Football League season. Here we are, man. Here we are. It feels like it just started. Yeah. You know, this season, I know everybody says this, but it always gets quicker the older you get. Everything happens faster. So a lot of, you know, we we, we head into this week with a lot of picks on the line, and then you got to figure out who's playing, who's sitting. Yeah. A whole nine yards about starters versus that whole shebang you know so i don't know but we we have an update a little teaser we have a we have a call from our boy jose who's been a open dolphins fan a, a little rebuttal to our diehard dolphins fan of the dms who ended up agreeing with everything we said which leaves me doing a full blinking guy meme yeah, it's 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 a it, it's always just a cry for, It's just a cry for help. It's just a cry for help and attention. Look at me. Look at me. I, I listen. I love our fans. I really do, and I understand that everybody about everybody is a fan of their own team. But at the same time, it's just like, what are we fucking doing here? Like from from everybody's fucking standpoint, like. You know if the Ravens win the Super Bowl this year, we're all of our fucking takes on whatever is going to be like, I told you guys. And and meanwhile, and that's fair. I'm and, totally that's totally fair. That that's totally fair if but I, but I can also guarantee you something else like uh my take on Lamar Jackson, my take on Justin Fields, my take on Daniel Jones, my take on Michael Vick, my take on uh, Josh Allen to some extent, my take on these guys who run is not a good long-term strategy. So listen, I get you're the Ravens. You're not the prime Patriots. If your goal here was Lamar Jackson wins one Super Bowl and rides off into the sunset with CTE, then yeah, you were proven right. We were proven wrong. But first of all, hasn't happened yet. And second of all, um, my my criticism of Lamar Jackson is I don't like long term futures of quarterbacks who need to run to win. So that's why I didn't want to pay him all the monies. But I also understand, you know, being a fan of a franchise and being like all the monies for a Super Bowl. That's the way I am about the New York Giants or the New York uh, Mets, I should say. You know, Steve Cohen, spend all the money, get one. We'll figure it out after that. But of well, course, there's, think- not, there's not a salary cap in. You got to get one. Like it's we we all know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. I am a 
I am a fan of the argument. If you get one chip, it's all worth it. Right. Even if yeah. Lamar doesn't get anything else, all that money, if he gets one chip, like take the Ram situation, the Rams go all in, they get the chip. They have one bad year after dude. And, and they're already like, they're already right now, you know, as we head into the final week, they're not going to win a Super Bowl most likely, but they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. My point is like they, they went all in. What, what I don't understand is that teams don't model after other successful teams. I feel like that doesn't happen enough. Hey, this is how this team did it. Why can't we follow this blueprint? Right. Now I know drafting comes into play and you got to hit on some draft picks. Right. But, but it seems like, Again, like that model worked. They went all in twice. They didn't win a Super Bowl one time. They made it to the Super Bowl. They picked up a bunch of free agents then as well. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I just I just don't know why why more teams don't do this. But the point is, my point when I in starting this is that everybody just everybody need like everybody's got a hot take and and their hot take is about their own team. And then when that your hot takes are proven wrong, everybody just slinks away. And when their hot takes are proven right to some degree, it's stand on the fucking mountain and scream. It's like, there's not a lot of fucking hot takes on here. That we just like, like not a lot, at least just like you're, you're, you're writing novels about the dolphins. You're betting a thousand dollars on the dolphins wins. You're, non-stop in my mentions about Kirk Cousins. You write a book about Jameis Winston. In the end, you guys were right. In the end, it's haven't tweeted in, haven't tweeted since Kirk Cousins went out. It's, you know, fucking like uh, Jameis Winston hasn't, hasn't tweeted since December. It's like everybody just loves to slink away quietly if they take the fucking L. Not me. I hear I'm here every Monday and Thursday, dog. You know where to find me. And we still don't know what happened to Jameis one on one. Right. Maybe him and Mac are somewhere together in dirty sports purgatory. The original Miami Dolphins fan. Yeah. I'm not sure that's not Mac's new fucking handle. That he didn't move to Arizona under a fucking witness protection, running away from all the bets he made <laughs> for the Jay Cutler Dolphins. Did you know Jay Cutler is on Inside the NFL? And did you know that Inside the NFL is on the CW? It, what, did you know any it? of this? No, I didn't. Bro, I learned this last week because I saw an ad for Inside the NFL and I was laughing. I didn't realize the trajectory of this show. So inside the NFL, as we all know, was on HBO forever. And then it went to Showtime, right? Yeah. So it was on HBO from 1977 to 2008. Then it goes to Showtime from 2008 to 2021. Then they moved it to Paramount Plus. Now it's on the CW. Do you know who the panel is this year? No. 
Dude, this is wild crew. The the panel for inside the NFL this season on the again the CW. Ryan Clark, Shannon Crowder, Jay Cutler, Chad Johnson, and Chris Long. That's crazy. Isn't that, isn't that an interesting like mesh of people though too? Yeah. When you combine all those personalities. And on the CW, is does that mean it's is it a syndicated show now? Is it like on it, wherever? It is. Because yeah. the reason I was like, what's going on here? I saw an ad for it. I was watching a game in the last few weeks and it said, check your local listings. Right. And so I just thought he, the production company took it showtime or whatever. Didn't want it. And then now it's just, or was it on HBO? What was it on showtime for a while? HBO to showtime to, yeah. To syndication. So now syndication. If, if you need, if you, if you need some content in your market, we got some NFL guys for you. I just thought like that. And then that, again, that crew, they all just throw together. And then Ocho also has that podcast that he does with Shannon Sharp. And then of course, Shannon Sharp has his own club. Shay Shay. Oh, bro, bro. Thank God. You reminded me that you're a cat Williams guy. Have you watched oh, any of this stuff? Oh, bro. I, so, so I obviously fell down the rabbit hole on Twitter and then I said, sports talk is tabled for the next 10 minutes. Buckle so, up. We're talking so Cat no, Williams. So I downloaded both episodes. Um, I'm like, so I've downloaded both on Spotify, you know, like for the on, car. Uh, is there, is it, is it broken up into multiple episodes on, on audio? So on audio, it's two episodes. I'm, I'm like episode, I think it's like two and a half hours total. Two, yeah, 246. What is it? <laughs> 246. It's as long so, as Braveheart, dude. So it's 246. So I'm about like an hour, hour five into it. It's the best dude, thing ever. He comes out swinging. He comes out swinging because, and I love it. First of all, let me just say, you're only an hour and five in. Like I'm two hours and I think I got 25 minutes left or whatever. Like last night we had to tap out I, and we kept, we were like, we're going to go to bed early tonight. And then every commercial break on YouTube, we're watching my girlfriend's like one more, one more, one more. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's fucking midnight now. I got to go sleep. I got dirty sports in the morning. Um, we're like, we're watching it. He, first of all, let me just say this. And I, I feel like I need to do a podcast like and you feel like i need to do an hour-long podcast to break down just cat williams on comedy in general because his takes on just like how to do comedy i've never i've never heard another comedian any other comedian that came at it from the approach that i come at it from which is like i don't give a fuck about anything it's a sport i'm competing with these people i'm just trying to do the best show for the people in the room so much of comedy these days is like is like the clips and the crowd work and the blah, blah, blah. And then it's, I, I need a joke that can do this. I want to sell my thing to that. And it's just like the approach of like, I'm just there to perform for whoever may be in the room. And I'm just compete like, if there's another comic on the show, like I'm trying to do better, more, more laughs than them. Um, and then, but the thing is, he also talks about, he's like, I don't, do the promotion thing. Like I'm not on the promotional tour. I don't go and do these things. I don't, I'm not putting out the clips. I'm not doing all that. I'm here solely to talk to you for three hours 
because you had motherfuckers on this show who are liars. I'm literally here just to, to call people liars. And then you can ask me all the other questions you want to get to. But first, I have 90 minutes about people are, who came on your show and lied. And he's just undressing people. Undressing people. Dudes, going at Cedric the Entertainer, going at Steve Harvey, going at all these guys. I don't but, do but, comedy But just anymore. everybody. Ricky Smiley, Earthquake. Now, now, obviously, it's a lot within. And you're not going to know this because we're in the, the comedy world. But it's obviously very heavily in the black comedy world going at kevin hart going at tiffany haddish yeah, yeah yeah which by the way that was the those were the things that not to like spoil the whole thing or whatever like you guys should all watch it if you love comedy you should watch it because the way he he just like undresses the way people present themselves versus who they really are comedians who uh, versus people who call themselves comedians but the two things that made me say Everything he's saying is true. He was like, everybody's doing that. Like somebody did this whole thing about the comedy store and Tiffany Haddish at the comedy store and Kevin Hart at the comedy store and blah, blah, blah. He's like, Tiffany Haddish never performed anywhere but the Laugh Factory. Until and he's she, right. Chocolate Sundays. Until she broke. She didn't. She was never at the improv. She was never at the comedy store. She was never in New York. She was never anywhere. She was just at the Laugh Factory. Correct. She got a big break. She popped. Now she can go everywhere she wants, which is very comedy as well like all the doors open for you once you're famous mm -hmm. but she was not like this like grinding all over town showing up at the west side showing up at the improv showing up at the ice house like doing spots she was just like a laugh factory person that was a name and i only knew her from the laugh factory fucking like lineups and eddie's podcast yeah the only place I never ran into her at the improv. I never ran into her at the comedy store the rare times that I was there. I never ran into her like doing mics or doing independent shows or doing whatever. Now, are, is there a whole other black scene that like maybe I'm not a part of? Sure. But like as far as the major comedy clubs, like she wasn't on any flyers. And then the thing about Kevin Hart, he was like, no one is ever standing around the block for a sold out Kevin Hart show, which is true. There is no such thing as like, a Kevin Hart like stand up comedy career. He just went from zero to a hundred. He obviously is a talented guy, but it's mm. not like no one knows Kevin Hart like as the guy. He's like no one ever lined up outside the comedy store for a sold out Kevin Hart show. He's like it never happened. He wasn't there. It wasn't a thing. It's not real. Well, well, see, see this is where it, it gets interesting. Like really, obviously, and then he basically calls him an industry plant. He's like he's an industry plant. Like. He came in town and he had it all lined up for him, all ready to go. And then did you get to the part where he said he got every Kevin Hart script? I have I saw those clips. I saw some of those clips. He said he got I every Kevin Hart script for for five years. And he would go back at them and say, just like, I'm not gonna do this gay shit. And then they would give it to Kevin Hart. <laughs> so so you know, there, there's a lot to unpack here. I, I do find he's he's making points. Again, it, it's so within the business, the, the business of comedy. It's it's pretty interesting because I know what he's saying. Kevin Hart. Now, some comics don't have to do this, right? They just get so big. They don't have to do the grind it out. The I'm so so here. So here's someone I'll use as a different example that that did do the grind it out. That started just building like a Bill Burr. Right. Yeah. He's getting packed audiences at all these different places and he's building it up over years, over time. And obviously now he's just like Kevin Hart doing arenas. 
where Kevin Hart was just a thing but, already. But the, the, also the Burr thing. I mean, you're going back, dude. When did the Chappelle Show come out? 2003. Like, like that, Bill Burr and the racial draft. That was a That's lot. Of I'm saying that was a lot of people's first Bill Burr thing. But then my, my, my point, the, point is, like Bill Burr. The reason I'm bringing him up is, I moved to LA in 2007. My first like ever spot at the comedy store, like a bringer show in the belly room. And there's like six people in the audience, right? This is summer of 2007. I had already loved Bill Burr. Bill Burr was a name, but not a name. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And I remember, I remember we talk about the grind it out. I remember I do my whatever five minutes at the comedy store at the belly room. Bill Burr popped on right before me. And I remember being like, wow, that was like my first, this is the industry of like, I know who he is, but he's a fucking grinder. He does five, he does five minutes in front of like six people. Then he goes to the open mic. Cause then I popped down to the open mic. Your point, I'm bringing him into this because, and and Cat Williams point is the Kevin Hart's and the Tiffany Haddish weren't doing like this sort of thing. They weren't popping in to do in front of five people to work out new bits from room. But to even, room. but even, but I think his bigger point is they're pretending they did. Ah, it's like, you can okay. just, you can just be an overnight success. Sure. But don't, but don't then sit down and do the documentary about the comedy store. I remember, I remember this. I remember that the time I did the comedy store and we sold that. It's like, it never happened. His his thing, which is what I love, I've never been so excited because I love people being called out for lying. I love it. I love it. I'm like, I'm in the midst of like, you know, I, I we had to delay the show a little bit. I'm in the midst of like so many things. There's so many scumbags, especially out here. There's so many scumbags that hide behind 10 different LLCs and whatever. And it's like, I love... One of my favorite things is like, because I'm relentless. I'll dig. I will fucking dig. I'll find your bosses, 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 private toilet phone number in his fucking beach house. And when he's taking a shit, he gets a call from me. He's like, how did you find me here? Like, because I'm fucking relentless, dude. Like when you piss me off. And Cat Williams is just like sitting at home one day watching some Club Shay Shay hearing a dude lie and being like, Hey, can I come on your show? And they're like, sure. And he's like, great for three hours. I want to talk about who's who in Hollywood is a liar. Now, now, obviously, like you said, I've been a big fan, big fan of cat Williams for like 20 years. So, so it's interesting. Like I can recite a lot of, of some of his specials. Um, and I saw him, dude, I went to, I think I've told this story. I went down to San Diego, my roommate, we both loved him. This is 2008. We went down and saw him in a theater. We took the train and we were like second row. And at the time, he 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 was like big in 2008, but he still wasn't quote unquote more main. I, I would say he's more mainstream now. Like, let me put it this way. We were some of the only white people in that whole theater. Yeah. And, and, and we thought for sure he was going to pick on us, like two white guys sitting up front. Um, And, and we loved it. But I, I do wonder, I think there's a lot of truth to what he's saying. But he's had a lot of problems with the law. And it makes me wonder, because he keeps saying, like, he's not on drugs. He's not on that. I'm not saying he is. But we also, I don't know if you remember this. You and I also, and I'm not going to name names, know somebody who directed one of his specials. Do you remember that? 
No. Wait. Sounds familiar, but I don't remember who that was. We went, I'll just say this much. We went to a NCAA tournament basketball game with a comedian buddy of ours and his friend came. Oh, that's and, right. And he directed one of Cat's specials. Right. Now, he only had nice things to say about Cat. Because we started talking about Cat Williams, I don't know if you remember, in the, in the drive down, because the game yeah, was yeah, in yeah. Orange County. Yep. And he said a lot of great things, but he also was like, Cat wasn't the easiest to work with on the, and this is no surprise, I'm not saying he's doing drugs, the stuff around the special, I don't remember, he said there was a lot of waiting around because Cat and his boys would just be smoking weed for hours upon yeah. hours. Yeah, but he says again, that on the he says on the podcast too. He's like, I smoke weed, I drink. He's like, I've never done any other drugs in my life. I've never done whatever. Everybody like tries to basically he gets into a point where he's basically tries to say everybody's just painted him. Everybody who's trying to paint him as like a crackhead or whatever are just people who want to discredit him because he knows shit. He knows their skeletons. Yeah. He, that he, is interesting. He, he at one point says Harvey Weinstein tried to like offer to suck his dick in front of people. I heard that. It's amazing. <laughs> and then he's like, and then I show up and there's a bunch of other guys there. And he's like, I said, no, what did you say? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Yeah. I, I look, if you're a fan of comedy or anything, I think this is a, a must watch or must listen. To I wish it was five more hours. I just want to go to sleep to cat Williams screaming. And Shannon Sharp is just a, a guy there. He is. And, and, Jen's and like, I, when did you get into comedy? He's like, do you want to list the 200 people in Hollywood who are liar, lying motherfuckers and what they lied about? And Shannon's like, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> cat, come on, cat. Come on, cat. You're going to get me canceled, cat. I also knew somebody who used to write for him, uh, a, a Jewish comic who used to write for him. I do like how cat doesn't hide and says, hey, I had this bit. Mark Curry helped me punch it up. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's cause as comics, you know, other people, comics usually talk to comics and we get help from each other. Like, Hey, how can I improve this bit? He's willing to give credit in that and say, Hey, you know, I had, I had, I had him help me punch it up. Cause it reminds me of a time. I remember Chris rock. This is probably, I don't know, like 2016, 2017. And I was listening to an interview of him on Howard Stern. And Howard's like, you got writers, right? You get people helping you. And Chris was refusing to admit it. And I'm like, dude, everybody gets help from people. You know, I for the most part, right? On bits or like I'm saying, if you're at that level, you have writers. But it's definitely a fascinating podcast. And let's not forget, remember I had that whole, the whole thing with Cat Williams at the hostel a few years ago? Yeah. When he popped in and didn't want to perform, but he loved the show because it was hot that night and he dropped a bunch of money in the tip jar. And I like, I followed him outside of the, the hostel and in the street. I was like, you want to perform? And he's like, nah, man, I'm just checking out the show. And he's like, that's a hot little room, man. He's like, you do this every Tuesday. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, I was like, you should come on and do time. But you're right. He doesn't give a shit. I looked at his Twitter today. He doesn't promote. He hasn't like done any of that stuff in years. He doesn't need to. But that's what's also great about him is like so, so, so many of those guys, they once they catch a little bit of buzz, it's like, I'm never giving this up. I'll never stop bombarding you with me now. And you're like, all right, dude. 
but he's rare. Obviously, he's so talented. That's rare that you don't have to promote. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to knock anybody for promoting. Yeah, but it's it's just a matter of, like, do you know me? It's always been the thing. It's like, it's a balance, too, of, like, you're promote you, the people who do know about you already. Like, how much value in the new people? Like, how many people do you need? Like, whereas w- when it starts getting annoying to the people who already know you. Like, one of the first people I ever followed on Twitter was Kevin Smith. I love Kevin Smith, love clerks, love mall rats, love chasing Amy. Like was a Kevin Smith stand back in the day. I think I followed him for like three months. I was like, dude, enough, enough. How much can you hear your own fucking farts? Like how much, like enough retweet everything. Oh, the whole, the nonstop. And it's just like, now I'm not a fan of Kevin Smith. So you've cost yourself. How many, how many people who weren't already, who already didn't love your shit. Did you really get by retweeting the smod cast every fucking eight minutes, as opposed to how many people did you lose? I'll never see the next list. Cause I'm just like, dude, you're annoying now. And cat and cat Williams just like, I do my own specials. I pay for them. I do the whole fucking thing. Like he like, honestly, he's always been like in a way he's always been on like the outskirts. And now I'm just like, man, and me and my girlfriend were talking about it the other day, randomly before any of this happened. We were like, we were like, he's the best, but like you never you never talk about him, and that's what makes him the best, I think. So the, the which special were you watching the other day? World War Three. When did that come out? Like that must I'm- be recently because he's wearing the same shit. Like he's literally wearing, like he's wearing the same chain he's wearing on Club Shay Shay. He's wearing the same fucking. Well, here's hat. what's crazy. Guess when that came out? When? 2022. Yeah. Like a year and a half ago, May 2022. I just think it's interesting. Like, it's like they didn't promote that because I because I've I've watched basically all his specials, and I would have watched a Cat Williams special. Yeah. Maybe that goes back to the non-promotion thing. You ever oh, seen man. his first you guys, special? You, you, got, you, you ever seen? You ever seen his like very, very first special? Yeah, yeah. Where he's wearing, the, you know what I'm talking about? In Cincinnati, and he's wearing the Cincinnati University Cincinnati hat. Yeah. Dude, I think he said he's the 19 of them now. Well, here's what's fascinating to me. I, now I like now. To be fair, I like a lot of comics he's dissing. And I'm not saying like they're my favorite, but I used to love Kings of Comedy. Used to love it. Like I own the DVD. But it's so funny because I was talking to my government. I was like, I went and saw it in theaters, dude. Uh, if like Bernie Mac was uh, uh, heads and shoulders, like it was, it was, it was the, it was the Bernie Macs of comedy and Three Guys. Like For sure, he dominated. He was. Like a comp and everybody else was like, okay. And DL Hughley like hosted and was like, okay. And like, but the other guys you're like, okay, it's fine. And then you're like, Bernie Mac is a master. Well, well here, here's the deal. Looking now versus me at 18, watching that buying the DVD versus now. I totally agree. Now back then, I believe Steve Harvey was hosting it, but back then. Right. Right. DL Hughley went first, I think. Right. No, I think I think might have been I, I forget. Maybe it was DL, but like DL was doing a lot of crowd work. Yeah. Um, 
I, my point is now I see what Cat Williams is talking about. Now that I've quote unquote matured as somebody who appreciates comedy in a different light and also understands it better. I know exactly what he's saying and I know exactly why Bernie Mac kicks all their ass in my opinion. As far Cause as he's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like straight up comic. And, and the other guys, and, and I get it, but like his disses that he, <laughs> this is on Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer. They have, they have me laughing out loud. He's going at their wives. It's pretty insane. I but, love but again, it. It does make you think about people popping. And, and, and I don't know how this works. I mean, the Tiffany Haddish thing is, 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 pretty phenomenal because i remember i didn't really know her i remember her on eddie if's 24-hour podcast she was on the podcast like when we showed up or when i showed up i don't know what time you were you were there a ton you were there a lot longer than me but i remember she was on the mic and i was about to get on the mic and i didn't really know tiffany haddish and then within a year oh yeah she, massive megastar she was massive and i remember being like wait a second this was a chick in Eddie's is, you know, the old rape cottage doing the 24 hour podcast. Now I'm seeing her in all the movies. I remember just being like, how I didn't understand it to be honest. I'm like, how does this happen? Because she's in. And then that's where the whole, like his whole thing about like calling basically at the same time as calling Kevin Hart an industry plant is calling her. It's like, Oh, she gets the gatekeepers. Oh, she gets in a movie with Jada. And then it's just, now she's like, her social media is like her on a boat with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. And next thing you know, it's like, now they're just, now they're just like, Hey, this is the person we're going to put in a bunch of shit. And that, then you get to exactly what Kat's talking about. Now she can do arenas. And then she goes to arenas and she gets booed off stage because she can't do fucking 25 minutes because she's not a comic. I forgot about her getting booed off stage. And it's like, oh, who is this megastar? Oh, she's a comedian. Oh, she should do comedy. You know what the analogy for that is? They, they, I don't know if you hear this, especially you hear this on Shark Tank. When companies get too big or they expand too quickly when they're doing well. Yeah. Right? Like you shouldn't, let's say your business is doing great. You shouldn't just expand to 50 franchises. Sometimes that hurts your business. And it's, it's, that's the analogy, right? Like you blew up, but maybe you shouldn't be doing arenas. You should stick to clubs. It's, it's, if you're a fan of comedy, I agree. It's a very interesting, and I'm only an hour in, very interesting podcast. He's one of those guys, I believe everything he said, except that he was reading that 3,000 books a year at eight. Everything besides that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, what were you was was each Wilt Chamberlain girlfriend handing you a book on their way through the door? How are we getting these numbers? I was quickly trying to do that math in my head. I go, okay, there's 365 days in a year. You're reading 3,000 books. Yeah, a you're, year. Reading, you're reading two books, you know, t 10 books a day, eight books a day. Yeah, I know. I do love Shannon too. Shannon, especially to start, he doesn't know what to do. Shannon's trying to get a word in. He's trying to get. I mean, come on, cat. Come on, cat. There ain't going to be no club Thursday after this one. We ain't going to have no Thursday. You right. You right. 
Shannon, I don't remember from the from the beginning. Shannon's like, "Hey man, how much you had to drink?" And Cat's like, "I ain't never had but this. I just had a little sip. Yeah. You had more than me. And You're right. Just, and, okay, Cat. I love Shannon Sharp too, mostly because I love. I think in terms of his sports opinions, like I generally agree with him more than I disagree with him, which is very rare. A very rare amount of people who sports takes, and you know he's mostly he doesn't talk a lot of baseball. Obviously, he doesn't talk a lot of college football, which I don't watch. But like, he's mostly an NFL guy. He's, he's you know he's he's into the NBA. His takes on those things tend to be more things that I agree with than disagree with. But what's funny is we're going back now close to twenty years. I used to do jokes about Shannon Sharp was just a horse eating sugar cubes and fucking carrots on CBS's pregame show. Then we got like, now Shannon went to the whole talking head thing. And now Shannon's just in front of a pot fireplace with cognac interviewing Cat Williams. This was the guy who's just like in an oversized blazer being like, I think the dolphin is going to here. You have a, you have a care for me. You know what though? It's a good podcast. You you know why though? And I haven't listened to many. I listened to the full Marshawn Lynch. I've listened to this. I've listened to some. I don't like him and Ocho as much. I think they talk over each other too much. I think he does it well because he just lets people talk, man. Right. I think that's that's key. He brings on interesting people. And I think Shannon, um, I think he also, and maybe he, I don't know if he does this naturally or if it's thoughtful, but like he does more talking when it's him and Chad. He did way more talking when it was him and Skip because in a way he was like, these motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. And I do. So I'll talk. But then when he's in a position where it's like, the guy does where the guy does have a personality where the guy does have a good opinion where the guy does have whatever he takes the back, back seat and that's smart yeah no it either, is either either he's natural at deciding when it's or or it's calculated but either way he he usually picks the right thing cuz i'd rather hear i'd rather hear Shannon Sharp read a CVS receipt than hear Skip Bayless's opinion on literally anything but i'd also rather hear i'd rather Shannon sit there and quietly drink cognac while Cat Williams stands on a table for four hours. I, you know, something like this, I, it, it makes it a great age, I think, for for media, for entertainment. I mean, these are the types of things. Even just five years ago, you wouldn't have access to. I, I think people are being even just five years ago the platforms that they're on the, the everybody would have been telling you, okay, you, you're going to do it on YouTube. Every episode needs to be 10 minutes. And now yeah. they're like, now like every episode should be five hours. Callum's like, I got gotcha. you. No, it's true. It's, 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 I mean, the, that's, the future. That, that's like this show too. You know, people are like, People are probably listening going, get to sports. We will. I mean, we're, it's not like we're not going to cover all the games. <laughs> but, but you know what else is interesting, too? The long form is working now, and so is the short form. I mean, the the TikToks and the Instagram reels that are 60 seconds or less, all those have still never been more popular. So so both spaces, they, they both work. 
and 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 I and I love that Shannon has this because and he's talked about it. You know, he's can get fired from any of these other jobs and dude, you got your own thing. You know, you know, you don't need ESPN which or Fox. Goes, which is a nice segue into you know our boy our boy Pat McAfee who came out in his first sleeved shirt in a while yesterday because yeah. he's not he's not a fan duel sponsored podcast anymore and he's an ESPN guy all of a sudden you had Aaron Rodgers come on the show take a shot at another Disney ABC ESPN employee wildly accusing a random fucking essentially co-worker of Pat's of being a pedophile and then had to he had to Pat had to show up the next day I'm surprised they didn't put Pat in a little bow tie like he was going like he was having his first communion they're like you're gonna wear a little white suit you're gonna hold the rosary and you're gonna apologize to your overlords and then Pat did it and that's the other thing Pat did it and it's like you don't need to do that if you're if you're like if you're just still a podcast in Indianapolis that gets fifty million dollars from FanDuel or whatever it is or DraftKings. Well, well, he well he is. He still is. He still he's still in Indianapolis. It's just, I know, but he's he's in Hollywood now. No, he is a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know. I was curious how that would play out because, right, obviously Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers have the beef. Both shows are owned by Disney. I would... I'd be surprised if Aaron Rodgers continues to keep coming on the show. Long You'd term. be surprised if he keeps coming on the show. Yeah. I would. I, 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 think, I think executives at Disney are going to make some sort of decision... I mean, look, the whole thing to me is ridiculous. The whole thing that that Jimmy Kimmel, again, goes at him about the Epstein list. Obviously, I think Aaron Rodgers is trying to just make a joke back. We we talked about this on text. Yeah. It's not easy to discern when he's making a joke because he's That's so the thing about Aaron Rodgers is I feel like I know, but also, dude, nobody, like, you're, as far, your comedic chops are horrible like if you're gonna do bits do bits but if you're just going to like he says everything with a like what's real and what's not real then you know what i mean what what are you joking about when uh, so it was like when you when you were joking about the ufos and the epstein client list was that a joke or was that real and then when you bring it back when you bring the epstein client list up about jimmy kimmel is that a joke or is that real i don't know that's right. what I'm saying. Because it's terrible it's tough at comedy. <laughs> it's, it's tough to tell. You know, and you know, I, I saw I, I'll here's the other thing though, and I'll say this. And we've talked about it. Like we like Pat was great with us. We have now reached the Pat McAfee, Jimmy Fallon, laugh no matter what your guest says, especially in the Aaron Rodgers interview. Like the looking aside and the laughing and the AJ Hawk laughing. And it's like this is when Jimmy, like Jimmy Fallon, there's never been a person on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon that Jimmy Fallon didn't think was the single funniest human being to ever walk the earth. 
We got Bill Nye, the science guy. You got Ariana Grande. You got Emma Stone. You got Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey and Ariana Grande equally as funny to Jimmy Fallon. That's <laughs> so good. It's so good. You know, yeah. and and now, like, no matter what Aaron Rodgers says, Pat McAfee laughs, and it's like Shannon. Meanwhile, on the cat thing is like, oh man, we never going to have. I'm never going to another show after this. You can't be saying all this stuff on my show, cat. What you doing out here? There ain't gonna be no club CJ after this. Well. That's that's why and, and and you know I've no problem saying this I I've never understood why he went to ESPN and that's and that's for him to decide and for him you know that's fine but from just from my point of view but 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 you're saying money but his FanDuel deal was for four years 120 million so so that's 30 million a year now I know he had to pay his staff from that so so let's do the math that's 30 million a year. The ESPN deal, at least what's known publicly, I don't know what's back end. Yeah, what you don't know is then you're, he's getting the bonus when he goes and does the and fucking stock options, and then when he goes Disney. to do this, when he goes to do, you know, game day, when he goes to, and then they're having him host the ESPYS. He's just like, yeah, I, I don't know, but I'm saying the ESPN deal is 18 million, so that's a difference in 12 million. I, I don't know if that's what if he's off, and again, that's fine. I don't, I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm just saying to say that it's not going to affect because all of us are affected. It's true. All of us were affected by who's paying us. So he made the mistake in my opinion of being like, this show will never be affected when I go to ESPN. Come on, man, you you know, it's going to be affected. That's fine. But don't say that it's not going to be affected. Everybody's affected by, by everything. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. I, I think independence, again, to bring it back to Shannon Sharp, like you said, I think that's what's so cool is that whether it's him or any other podcast, when you're completely independent and you have a base, like like Shannon Sharp, all his sponsors could withdraw. He's like, cool, withdraw. I'll get people to pay for this because it's, it's a good show. I don't know. I, I I just we'll watch it play out. I I I am I'd be shocked again long term if Aaron Rodgers continues to go on that show. So I I don't know. Also, Aaron Rodgers has one more year for the Jets, and then he'll and then he'll ride off into the sunset and start his own podcast and start his own podcast and talk about all his own conspiracy theories. This like he's definitely changed. I hope he co-hosts it with Woody Johnson, and it's just called Mister Johnson and Johnsons. <laughs> That's what I hope. I don't think it's gonna happen. Or maybe he hosts it with Ocho Cinco, and he just calls it Mister Johnson and Chad Johnson, Mister Johnson and Johnson and Chad Johnson. Well. Regardless, honestly, I think you should host it with Sam Tripoli. <laughs> How many pods is he up to nowadays? Tripoli? Yeah. I have no idea. He's a nope. lot of podcasts. 
Like I think he has around like seven or eight. Good for Sam. Cause Sam's going to be screaming at somebody 24 hours a day. Sam is going to be screaming every waking hour of his day, no matter what you may as well record it. If you have fans that'll listen to all of it, you may as well record it. Yeah, I'm trying. I mean, well, he's probably do. He probably just has a lav mic on. So when he's in the comedy store green room with me and like Eddie if show and he's screaming at me about conspiracy theories, he just puts it out as content. I'm on his website. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Eight podcasts. So if you do a podcast a day, you've got to be doing two podcasts in at least one day. Bro. There's a lot going on here. Anyway. You want to... Uh, yes, I do. Pick a little football? Talk a little football? Let's do it. Week 18. So you got to make up three games. Not that it really matters because we're not really doing this for anything. Yeah. But it's not... It, first of all, it's not too late for that. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be making a... Uh, a crazy wager right now down three games of the week to go, but also I'd be open to suggestions. You know, if we wanted to like, roll this through the playoffs or something like that. Ah, look at you. Okay. I know, I'm, I'm just saying if we're not, you know, okay, we'll, 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 we'll think about it. We'll let that stew. So we have two games on Saturday. Dude, when did the NFL just say we're taking over Saturdays? I don't, well, I don't remember there being this many. Yeah, it, it is. It there used to be growing up. There was always like a Saturday game. Now it's like we're going to start these the full month of December. Yeah, 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 more. exactly. Well, also bowl games became more and more like basically it was a co- it's college football thing. They started being like, well, if you guys are going to play on Saturday, we'll play on Saturday. Yeah. No Thursday night game this week, right? Or is there? No Thursday night game. Okay. So we're done with Thursday. We're done with Thursday. So Saturday we have one matchup is interesting because starters aren't going to be playing. You have the Steelers and Ravens in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's not playing. A lot of starters aren't playing. I believe most Steelers are four-point favorites. So here's my take in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I dude, I don't think you now Mason Rudolph's put together back-to-back nice games. Steelers have to win, and they still have a slim shot, even at ten and seven, of making the playoffs. I think the Ravens win the game. Wow! Wow! Steelers are four-point faves? They're four-point favorites. I hate that. I, I Here's my thing. Like, Snoop Huntley, Tyler Huntley, I don't think, I think he's a Am good I, Did backup. I just find out his name is Snoop? Yeah, they call him Tyler. But it's Tyler Huntley, but it's Snoop. Okay. They call him Snoop. 
I think he's a great backup for their system. But how many of the starters are not going to play? That's the question, right? Well, this is this is that this is that time of year. I hate that it's four. I fucking hate that it's four. But it's that time of year. I'll go with the Steelers because we'll we'll go starters out. You know, no matter what happens, maybe they maybe they get a couple points early, and then they're like, "Yeah, see, we're good." And then they bail. I hate. I would love if it was two and a half. I would love if it was one and a half. I hate that it's four, but it's that time of year. Starters out. Also, Mason Rudolph's gonna throw eight picks because I bet against him last week because I was like, "We're not getting back to back good Mason Rudolph games." So of course we'll get three. We'll get two, and then we'll get a third one where he takes a dump. All right, fuck it, fine. So you're taking the Steelers. Yeah. So if they do win, they're ten and seven. Do you think Mike Tomlin's job's in jeopardy, win or lose? Why? Of all the years, see, this is what's wrong with. I don't know, I, dude. I, I personally, I think he should stay. I'm just saying what I see. I think Mike Tomlin. So what's What's crazy to me is I was the Mike Tomlin. <laughs> This is why I hate this is why I hate kind of just like your average fan. When you make the playoffs with a great team and you lose in the first or the second round. Mike Tomlin is the most underrated coach in all of all sports, he blah 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 blah. And he's a god and we'll never fire him. When your team sucks and you're a borderline playoff team, now we're firing Mike Tomlin. I I almost feel like Mike Tomlin's proven to me that he wasn't an overrated coach the last two seasons. Before that, I was sure he was overrated because you had the quarterback, you had the receivers, you had the running back, you had the defense. And every year, the Patriots, more recently the Chiefs, and at least one other team during the most of that run beat your ass in the playoffs. You got beat by the Ravens, you got beat by you got beat by this team, you got beat by that team. It's like you had fucking really, really good teams. And Ben Roethlisberger is looking like he's incompetent at some points. Um, And we're like, ah, never had a losing record. Still hasn't had a losing record. Now has now has fucking major holes at major skill positions. Look, I agree. What sucks is, I mean, shit, dude. They'd be right there in the playoffs if if they just laid an egg twice at home. I think I saw nine and three in non-Trubisky games. Wow. Well, that's the thing. Those Trubisky games at home, they laid an egg against Arizona and New England back-to-back weeks. They were they were seven and four, I think, around when that happened. So your next game on Saturday night. Huge playoff implications. Nine and seven Texans against nine and seven Colts in Indy. Houston's a point and a half favorite. And and what are do we know what the what is the specifics of the playoff implications? Does winner of this game likely in? I it's too confusing for me okay. because 
the Jags have the same record. So the Jags win. They're straight up in. The Jags win because they they currently have a tiebreaker and are in. So if they win, they're in. But also the Colts are currently a playoff team today. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to take the Texans to win the game and cover the spread. You're going with the rookie CJ Stroud over Gardner Minshew. Hmm. Two coaches who are going to get good coach of the year votes, and they should. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's to me, you know, is pretty close to Kevin Stefanski for coach of the year. He took over a team that I think I saw had won, I don't know, 11 games in the previous two seasons. Let's also, you know, I know we, we talked about it last week. I know Texans I, are I, winning in, I believe. What's that? Texans are winning I see in. comments. Texans so, are winning in. So we talked about it last week. And I and I, I don't know if you would agree with this statement or not, but I think the do you believe from Lamar Jackson's game last week that Lamar Jackson deserves the MVP? Or do you believe from Lamar Jackson's game last week that Lamar Jackson won the MVP? He won it for sure. Agreed. I I said the same thing, and I think we both agreed. We we kind of listed the people that were in the mix for us, and um, I am still of the opinion like I'm not sure Lamar Jackson is the league's most valuable player. I think he's a hundred percent going to win it now. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I was thinking about it before, like he's clearly going to probably get rookie of the year unless it's Nakua, but. CJ Stroud, if you look at the games he missed and the games that he played, like, is CJ Stroud the league MVP? They were a dog shit team last year. He comes, they're in the playoff hunt. The only reason they're not already in the playoffs is because he missed some games. Is CJ Stroud literally the most valuable player to his team? And this yes. is from me. And 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 by to, the way, to, this, his, to his individual team, yes. Right. The most yes. valuable player. Well, that's all you can be, right? Sure. The most valuable player to your team. Like uh uh Christian McCaffrey is in the conversation or was in the conversation for the most valuable player, not when he was on the Panthers, because like what do you val what's your value? You know what I mean? Um and this is like, I know everybody wants to say, oh, fucking Joe Prano, never fucking wrong. Again, I know nothing about college quarterbacks. I just said that about Drake May. I just said that about Caleb Williams. I just said that about fucking, dude, I've, obviously I was wrong when I said I thought Josh Rosen would be an okay QB. Like, I don't watch college football. I judge this on like the thir- the 13 seconds of highlights I get from a guy, you know, in in mock draft season. But I was wrong that like I wouldn't draft a Ohio State quarterback because CJ Stroud to me might be by definition the most valuable player to his team. They were they were horrible last year. That's a tough one to argue against. I would I would make the point. 
He's definitely so valuable. Like without the without CJ Stroud, I know a lot has changed. They got a new coach, they got a new weapons, they got a new whatever. But without CJ Stroud, they were awful last year. Without Lamar Jackson, they're still a playoff team. I mean, they faltered, to be fair. They faltered. They made the playoffs. And they almost won a playoff game. They almost won on the road. Like, like we, we, we have neither of us have apparently like sucked Tua off to the liking of Dolphins fans. But last year, when Tua went down toward the end of the season, and we watched like an 11 6 or 11 4 or whatever, some basically a baseball game between Joe Flacco and Skylar Thompson at the end of the year, we knew that the Dolphins were not winning that playoff game. They were like, you're not winning a playoff game. Skylar Thompson, it's like the the gap between Skylar Thompson and Tua for for a guy who doesn't suck off Tua enough is massive. Yeah, it's a big gap. Gap between Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley, smaller than that gap. So you like the Lamar Jackson significant. No, I like the Texans. Texans. You like the Texans to win and cover. And I feel like I should have let you pick before I went on my CJ Stroud MVP campaign. That's fine. I'm gonna take the Colts. Let's fucking go. <laughs> we'll have two different picks to start. I, I I think rookie. I'm just saying rookie, big game on the line. This is it's a tell game. I don't know if he's he's ready yet. We'll see. Well, listen, look, fucking Colts. I, I I don't know if I've already said this and if Mata has already proven me wrong, but Mata, like, I am convinced the Colts have fucked me at least the last like. I do find it like the Colts are a point and a half dog at home. Is there something I'm missing? Well, let me tell you something, Andy. The last couple weeks in the NFL, I am just, I am Rocky in, in Rocky one. Like, like I might not be dead, but like I'm, I'm going to the hospital and every week I'm like, is there something I don't know? And then for the last couple of weeks, I've been like, I don't get it. And then I bet the way I think it's supposed to be. And I've just gotten hammered. So I am now Vegas's bitch, whatever. Okay. Like I don't get it. Well then I guess I'm riding with you. Yeah. I don't get why the Texans are favored on the road in a week 18 game with a rookie quarterback. And that's why I'm in. Let's ride. <laughs> All right, well, one game we do know they're basically sitting all the starters is this next one. Browns, uh, Browns, Bengals. Browns are sitting their starters. This spread has just continued to go in favor of the Bengals. Bengals are now seven-point favorites. Wow. Yeah, like for for Zach Taylor. It's in Cincinnati. Zach Taylor, you know, winning record. I, I think that's going to be a thing that people look back on. Right? So far, he's had two winning records, two losing records as a coach. Can he get a third winning record? That's a big spread. The Bengals technically have nothing to play for. This could be a game where they just completely blow them out. I'm taking the Browns. I, I know. I, seven's just a lot, man. 
it's still a division game. It's a rivalry state game. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. If the Bengals win by three touchdowns, I wouldn't be shocked. But it's a lot. I'm also just, on the Browns. They've played a lot. They've played a bunch of games with backups already and won. Yeah, but like everybody, I'm saying like, you know, they're be sitting all those defensive starters. All right. Lions Vikings. I don't know the starter situation here for the Lions because they're locked into that three seed, I believe. Detroit is a three and a half point favorite. Sorry, say that again. Detroit is three and a half point favorites. Where's the game? In Detroit. The Detroit sitting players? Or Detroit fighting for a seed still? Dan Campbell is saying he's going to play the starters. Okay. I'll take the Lions then. I don't believe in the Vikings. Win or lose, Detroit will be the number three seed. If everything goes their way, they could possibly move up to the number two. Yeah, I'm going to take Detroit. I am also going to take Detroit. I mean, the Vikings got absolutely boat raced by the Packers. I guess shirtless Kirk Cousins and shirtless Kirk Cousins' son didn't give him any, you know, bump. What are they doing, by the way? Like, you're such a dork, man. And, and you're not like, hey, shirtless, we're all like laughing. We're just like, you just look dorky, shirtless. Yeah. It's cringe. All right, Jags-Titans. Jags are three-and-a-half-point favorites. It's in Nashville. This is a must-win game for the Jags. Titans laid an egg last week. I, I believe I took them. Oh, they, you know, they actually came back in that game. They lost 16-15, but they were down 16 to nothing. Sorry, one sec. No, you do your thing. I, here's my, you know, I have, I have a take on this. Not really a take. I think the Titans show up, man. They got nothing to lose. They're at home. Say what you want about Mike Vrabel, and I know Alex from Kentucky has a lot to say about him. They usually play hard, though, under Mike Vrabel. And I think they're going to show up ready to play. And the Jags have struggled this year. I think, I don't know if the Jags lose. I do think the Titans cover the and spread. Is it three and a half? Three and a half. They're at home. I think the Titans cover. I think they do too. I just think I think the the opportunity to play spoiler. What, what, what is this update from Spectrum? We're preparing for a potential potential outages during the storm. Is there supposed to be a storm here? What are you talking about? Snowstorm? I don't see anything on my radar. What are you talking about, Prano? Saturday, maybe? 
Why am I getting these text messages? You guys are scaring me. I'm live through my podcast. Wait, what are you talking about? Me? No, I'm just talking out loud. Yeah. I'm getting a text about potential storm. Whatever. I don't got time for this shit. Okay. I do like the idea of a snowstorm Saturday, though. For football? Fire going. I'm, I'm big into the fire right now. I'm big into the fireplace. It's just a nice little, you know, it's winter. Okay. What do we got? Jets, Patriots. Ooh, here's a game nobody really cares about. New England's a two-point favorite at home. Zach Wilson is not playing. I believe he's played his last games for the Jets. This is one of those games that it doesn't matter at all. But who's going to win? You're up first on this. Jets, Patriots, Pats, two-point favorites at home. Who, like, who's got anything to play for at this point? They don't. This I'll, take the, I'll, the I'll, I'll take the Jets because the Jets are stupid enough to win. You could say the same argument for the Patriots. Yeah, you could. I guess the question is like, is 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 Belichick going out the door a win? Like, I think he is, and I think that's why the Patriots win. Ain't cover. Wow, we got a lot of different picks already. Spice things up. Okay, Falcon Saints at our place, the Superdome in New Orleans. Saints are three and a half point favorites. A must win game for them. It's three? It's three and a half. I'm up first. I'm going to take the Falcons. It's the half point, man. It's the half point. It's the half point. I'm I'm also taking the Falcons. Because I just think I just think it's obvious that this comes down to a kick. Everybody's in the mix, right? Bucks are in the yeah. mix. Yeah. That's the next game. I mean, if the Bucks lose and the Saints win, the Saints win the division. Yeah. Now the Bucks have a much easier game. They play the Panthers. Yeah. It's in Carolina. The Bucks are four and a half point favorites. David wow. Tepper was David Tepper was fined a whole three hundred grand for that, which to a multi billionaire is like me being fined five dollars. Yeah. You know what they should do? They should have to force David Tepper to allow Florida man in his owner's suite next time. <laughs> whatever, whatever Florida man wearing the Jags jersey, or maybe just a, a group of Jags fans should be allowed in the owner's suite. Do we? I, I feel like. Do we both think the Bucks win this game and cover? Well, you do. It seems like. I mean, I do because I'm like, it's so funny. It's like there's all this talk. Demar Hamlin died on a football field, and there's this talk of like Baker Mayfield, fucking <laughs> comeback player of the year. Demar's gonna win it. Yeah, but like. Suddenly we're like, it, it's, it feels crazy to me. Suddenly we're like co confident in like Baker Mayfield, but it's like, I guess. Unless there's like a week 18 
rebakering. Four and a half is a lot, though. I know the Panthers are two and 14. It's just still a lot to me. Because these teams like this that have nothing to play for are dangerous. I know. I know. You see it all the time. And the games are always closer than people think. It just sucks. The Bucks got killed last week, and so did the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Bucs. I, I just, I don't know what else. Are you taking the Bucs? I'm taking the Bucs. Okay. Bears, Packers. Ooh. A little game here for the Packers to make the playoffs. Packers are three-point favorites at Lambeau. Jordan Love put together a nice little nice little year overall for his first year as a full-time starter. He'll cross 4,000 passing yards. He already has 30 touchdowns. Put together a nice little year. Do the Bears spoil it? What do you think? Am I at first? Yeah, I think so. I do not think the Bears spoil it. I think the Justin Fields. Oh, I, like, I was hope. I was hoping I, you'd it, say they would. It's funny. I, I like. I've talked about it a couple times now. Like, no, Justin Fields is a freak athlete, dude. And I talked about it last episode about the. I don't. You know, my a running quarterback isn't my long term plan. I just. I guess I just don't understand how we do this. Like, there. It seems like there's no rhyme and reason. Like what? Like. He seems like a nice guy. Fun, fun as hell to watch. But like, why do we keep, why do we keep pretending that like, like, why does he get the bat? Like of all the guys who have come in and been like, man, dude, they're throwing Kyler Murray under the bus early in the year, last year, whatever. Kyler Murray's made, made, started undefeated for a couple of weeks. We've been, been to a playoff game. But it's like, oh, are we sure we're done with Justin Fields? I, I listen, I just don't think the Bears, in week 18 are going into Lambo. Like, I just don't like you're a 500 team at best. Like I, I have no confidence in you. Yeah. I'm going to take the Packers kind of, too. Kind of the inconsistency is like, why? Like you had a fun one last week. I'm going to take the Packers as well. All right. Broncos Raiders. Jared Stidham starting again. Vegas is a three-point favorite. This is in Las Vegas. This is like, what do you do here? Broncos, like, are, do three, here? Broncos are a three-point favorite in Las Vegas? No, they're dogs. Oh, okay. The Raiders are three-point favorites. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. It's a really tough one. Yeah. To me, matters. Can the Raiders like get enough turnovers? I'm gonna take the Broncos. I took them last week. I'm gonna take them again. I'll take the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. I, I was I was probably gonna flip it, no matter who you said. But also at the same time, it's like 
it feels like with everything going on with the Broncos, it feels like a week 18 loss with Stidham is just going to make the drama that much more dramatic. There's going to be like, people are already like turning on Sean Payton. People are already like jumping in the fucking, but if you go two and no with Stidham down the stretch, you've kind of quieted that a little bit. Right. And you kind of justify it. I'm, I, I predict more drama than, than I predict less drama. So I'm going L and the, the drama ensues. Okay. Eagles giants. Eagles are four and a half point favorites. You, you, you know, you've lost a couple in a row, I think on your giants and I've taken them. Well, two weeks ago, I didn't lose, right? Because I took correct. You're right. Yeah. Um, Last week, I was surprised. Like, I was less surprised with how the Giants played and more surprised with how the Rams played. I thought the Rams would just, I thought the Rams were, you know, grooving and then were grooving and then it like fell apart on them late in the game. This is a tough one, again, not because I'm concerned with how the Giants are going to play. I think the Giants will play how they've been playing the last few weeks under Tyrod Taylor. But what, what are the Eagles? Are the, are the Eagles going to right their ship against a team that that they have been have been consistently kicking the shit out of for God knows how long? And go into the playoffs with something or, I mean, they lost to the, they lost to the fucking Cardinals. I'm taking, you, you, you go. I'm, am I at first? Yeah. I'm taking the giants. So am I. Can we talk about the Eagles? Like what, what, what's your, what's your, um, give me a percentage out of a hundred percent chance the Eagles make the Super Bowl. I have a hundred. Yeah. 10%. 10%. seems high. They play this, they play this postseason 10 times. The Eagles make it one out of the 10. Well, the NFC is, you know, the NFC. Right. Like I'd almost say if you played the NFC playoffs 10 times, I feel like the Niners win it six times. The Lions win it once. The you know what I mean. The the Cowboys win it once. The whatever like. Do the Eagles win it one out of ten times you play? I'm I'm closer to five percent. I think. Okay. I mean, look. I so I read I read this article in the in the Athletic. It was saying, is there is there anything to teams getting hot? They they're telling the Browns. It was an interesting articles. They they showed wild card teams that won the Super Bowl. So you had the since since two thousand wild card teams that won the Super Bowl, which would be, I believe, the Packers. Your did you were your Giants wild card both times, or just one uh, time? No, just one time. Just one time. The Packers, the Giants, the Bucks recently were wild card. I think we forget that. Right. The Steelers. Um, and the Steelers, correct. 
a lot of them were playing good football. Right. But not all of them. But they contradicted that by teams that were playing good football that weren't wild cards. That just got, that just shit the bed. So there's not necessarily a science behind it. The reason I'm bringing this up is obviously the, the Eagles aren't playing good football. Like the year the Colts won the Super Bowl, they had lost three of their last four. Right. They also won the division. So like, right. like, so they had that position come in the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, the I Eagles have a chance to win the division still. They do. I got to say, just as a Giants fan, I love it. Like Eagles fans came into this season, halfway through the season, just like this is a dynasty. I'm like, you guys haven't even won anything yet. Oh, we're going to be the best team. Or oh, Howie Roseman's a genius. Oh, look at this. Oh, we got Jalen Hurts. Oh, I got the MVP. Oh, we got the best receivers in football. Well, one of your best receivers hates your team now, apparently. Hates the quarterback. <laughs> AJ Brown, apparently, like, you know, undoing the locker room. He gone. All right, Seahawks, Cardinals. This one's in Arizona. The Seahawks are two and a half point favorites. Hmm. Seahawks have to win and then get some help, and then the Packers have to lose because the Rams have already clinched. There's only one. There's only one spot with the Rams and Cowboys clinching. Right. Is Kyler Morgan or Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray going to continue to play spoiler? I'm up first. I'm gonna go Cardinals. Wow! Holy shit! Did not see that coming. I'll take Pete Carroll division game. Got to get in. It's two points. If it was four. I might be with you. It's two. I'll go it's two I'll and a half. But yeah, well, it's a field goal game. All right. Chiefs, Chargers. Chiefs are sitting starters. It's in LA. Chargers are three and a half point favorites. No, I'll take the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs too. I mean, Chiefs are sitting starters. I was like, do the Chargers have starters? Is Marianne Doe fucking splitting time with Easton Stick? <laughs> Marianne Doe. Unbelievable. All right. Rams, Niners. I believe the Rams. I believe Matthew Stafford's sitting, right? Yes, I believe that's correct. Carson Wentz will be playing. Now, the Niners are still four-point favorites. Niners are going to sit a bunch of starters, obviously. Niners, it's a game is in? It's in Santa Clara. Okay. Who went first? You you took the Chiefs? Yeah. I'm going to take the Niners. 
Four is a lot, though. Four is that's that's the thing. Four. Niners are sitting. I assume most everybody. Pro, you'd assume, right? I'll take I'll take the Rams. I'll take it just being close. I'll take the Rams in a battle of backups. Carson Wentz trying to show what he can do. Even though, can you can imagine I'm betting on Carson Wentz. Um, let's see here. What do we got? Cowboys, Commanders. Dallas is a 13-point favorite. Jeez. They have something to play for. It's in Maryland. I'm up. I'll take the Commanders. Really? Yep. I'll take the Cowboys. 13 is a lot. I know it the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys love to beat up on bad teams, but like I think the Commanders just like show some fight. The Cowboys have something to play for, but the Cowboys are also in. True. All right, your game of the week. Bills, Dolphins in I Miami. We, I think we both, both just say who we think is going to win, and that's all we say about the game. We, I'm going to play a call real quick. <laughs> no. Hey, boys, it's uh, Dirtball Ray again. Here to uh, touch base on the on the Dolphins again. So right off the bat, let me just say that any quote-unquote Dolphin fan who is um, messaging you or DMing you guys about a lack of coverage or respect, they're probably either too young or they haven't been a fan long enough of the Dolphins to know the situation the Dolphins are in historically. They're on a 23 playoff winless drought, okay? 23 years. Let me say that again. 23 years. They've had four playoff appearances and all four times bounced in the wild card round. All right? And one of those was a playoff home game against the Ravens in 08. It's a funny season to look back in, in hindsight, by the way. That's the Tom Brady uh, getting his knee shredded by Bernard Pollard season. If you're wondering how the hell the Dolphins won the division in that year. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Any Dolphin fan who's coming at you with this need of respect or whatever, and you can just go ahead and reply to them with a single letter, K, because they're they're on serious, okay? Their expectations are on serious. This whole Super Bowl mentality, man, get the fuck out of here. We're in a playoff game, okay? You want you want real expectations? This is what I thought of coming into this year. For them to have a successful season, they had to like. I don't know, win 10 or 11 games, right? They're already there, fine. But the other part was win a playoff game. You win a playoff game, maybe you can shed the, the paper tiger label, you know? That's the only way. But, yeah, that's about it, boys. Um, condoms are for the Dolphins until they shed the paper tiger label, you know? It hurts a little inside, but it's the truth. All right? Have a good one, boys. Bye. I think we both – that like, that's where I'm at. I agree. Like, dude, win a playoff yeah. game – it's, a, it's the launching pad for next and, season. And here's the thing. They have a they have a halfway decent shot of winning a playoff game if they win this game. Unless, Correct. of course, they have to play this game again next week. In Buffalo. Right. Like they no. did last year. Well, th- no. 
Right, right. Would would Miami potentially run to the no? Because if Miami wins, they're the two. Oh, I, I was saying if Miami lost, that right. they would. If Miami wins this game, they have a really good chance of winning a playoff game. Unless, of course, Buffalo still somehow sneaks into the seven, and then I actually don't like it. Um, but so you essentially have two weeks in a way you have two opportunities to shed the paper tiger, even though let's just say, let me just say this, even though I think winning a playoff round game is, is what a paper tiger would do just, just a wild card round. And that's it. Right. So well, that's, I think based on their history, dude, they've won a playoff game in 23 years. Right. So we're so, now, so it's, it's funny that we're talking about like, you're the not the lions. Been- you're not the lions. You're not the Lions. We're reviewing a playoff game. We're throwing you a fucking, we're throwing you a goddamn parade. The only undefeated team, Don Shula, Dan Marino. If you win a playoff game now, you get a parade. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is where we are? The Miami Dolphins? <laughs> well, I mean, this is where Zonka is rolling over in his fucking grave. But this is where they are, you know, the last quarter of the century. Zonka alive? I don't know. I think he recently passed. Larry Zonka is rolling over in the American Gladiators hamster wheel. <laughs> you think he's still alive? I think he's still alive, but I don't know. Anyway, he's still alive. good yeah, for him. Pop, pop the champagne. Larry it's Zonka crazy how CTE just against CTE. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could have, but like, it's amazing how just some people just like, yeah. Born on Christmas Day, by the way. Wow. There you go. Happy birthday, Larry Zonka. What a great stash. Happy birthday from me and Turbo. Um, I think. What's the spread on this game? It's three points. And it's in Buffalo. No, it's in Miami. It's in Miami. And Buffalo's. A three-point favorite. Buffalo's a three-point favorite in Miami. This is what I said last episode. It says a lot about the state of the Dolphins. Yeah. I'm going to take Buffalo. I think you have two, I think you had two opportunities to not be paper tigers, even though again, you wild card. And I don't think you do either of them. I'm going to take Buffalo as well. Buffalo Buffalo's had their number. I mean, if Miami wins, I wouldn't be shocked, but. That's a nice little Sunday night game to end the regular season. Yeah. And what's amazing, here's here's what, what it's like to be me and you in some regard. And this is, again, what we talked about last episode. Dude, Buffalo, Miami for the two seed. Sunday night. What a great, like... I get to just sit back, kick up my feet, watch it. I don't give a fuck, dude. This has nothing to do with me. Until last week. And now I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Send me your fucking, give me a Josh Allen jersey. Let's fucking go. I didn't give a fuck. Like, this is so cool. Two AFC East teams. The Jets are out of it because fucking... Aaron Rodgers does thing. The Patriots are dog shit. Now this team, this all comes down this the first time in forever that we get like 
a meaningful AFC East game that doesn't involve the Patriots. Let's fucking go. And I don't care. Just like, let's watch football. It's like me watching fucking Alabama, Michigan. I couldn't give a shit about either of those teams. And then here I am. Now I got to root for the fucking Bills. You don't have to root for the Bills. Oh, now I do. Yeah. Mike McDaniel fucking in Miami in December. Wear fucking full pants, dude. <laughs> Dan Soder needs to come get his boy. That's his boy? You know this? They were like friends growing up? No. I'm going to take the Bills as well, man. I, I just... Dude, can you imagine the Bills jump to the two seed after all this? They basically haven't been a playoff team till like last week. Now they're about to be the two seed potentially. That's the only thing that scares me. Now, I was about to say a tough place to play, but fuck, man. They got manhandled in the snow by the Bengals last year. If Josh Allen just doesn't turn the ball over. They're so hard to beat. They're so hard to beat when he doesn't turn the ball over. He just gets reckless. All right, I'm going to play one call. We got this. Uh, I, I've been sitting on this call. I'll actually be curious what you say about this. Because I, I, I love you have a lot of takes on this on Twitter. Okay. Can't wait to hear this. Hi, Joe and Andy. This is uh, Nick D'Alessandro, uh, previously of Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, currently in Stanford, Connecticut. And I just kind of had, a, a, I guess, an NFL journalism question. As uh, people with uh, journalism slash English backgrounds, I wanted to get your perspective on it. So I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter, but there are these Twitter aggregators. So like, there's like ML Football and Doug Kleiman and Ari Myrob and people like this, where they'll just aggregate other people's tweets from all different insiders from the NFL. Um, and then they'll just tweet it out. And because of that, they have a big following. They'll now get ad money from, uh, from Twitter. Um, and then they'll also have kind of like engagement tweets where they're like, ask a question because of that, they'll get high engagement. They'll get money. So I'm sure you know about this. If you don't, then there's a little rundown. Um, I just wanted to kind of get your question or get your opinion on, uh, on this from like a, a journalism ethics perspective. I don't really know how I feel about it. It's kind of like a, a newer thing. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to see how you kind of feel about it. Uh, I know some people kind of get annoyed by it and kind of get annoyed that they're maybe passing off their work as, or other people's work as theirs, but at the same time they are crediting the source. So yeah, I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, Thanks a lot. Keep up the great work. And uh, yeah, have a good one. See ya. So have you seen some of the debates on this? Of course. I have. Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't seen any of the debates on it. I mean, obviously so I know about these things. Especially the, the, the Dove climbing guy was taking a lot of heat within the last year because he wasn't really crediting, which, you know, it's kind of Wild West now. Like, let's say Adam Schefter would post a tweet and he'd basically just say the same thing. Right. And he does it immediately. They all do. Right. Because he's obviously got alerts set. He might even have a fucking thing set up to 
AI set up to repost like a Schefter thing immediately with a, a different wording. Now, now some of these guys like, like, and I follow most of these guys definitely on Dirty Sports. Like the My Sports update, like the the, the RE, uh, is it Myrov? Myrov. Yeah. He doesn't ever post, to my knowledge, his opinions. What's funny to me is some of these other guys start posting their opinions, and you're like, I don't give a fuck about your opinion. Yeah. Like, like I fall just to see the news. Like, I've noticed that ML football does that now. Um, and that one's grown significantly. And it's like, dude, I don't care about your opinion. Yeah. At all. In fact, like that's that's like I can tell you ML football, whoever runs that is just a a, a young Twitter dork. You're a dork. You know right. nothing about football. You try to post your opinions. Stick to just posting facts or news, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, I listen, Twitter at, at this point also, like Twitter with the whole with you know, just being like essentially an aggregator, it's lame as fuck, but, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I guess don't follow it or whatever, because yeah, it's, it's, it's very lame not to credit people. And it's very lame not to just like put aggregator of football content in your bio, but, but obviously these, these people know exactly what they're doing. And it's a way for them to to get money and it's a way for them to get clout and it's a way for whatever. I also hate like the fucking Jordan Schultz insiders tell Jordan Schultz the fuck dude, you're just a fucking dude out there whose dad owns fucking Starbucks, first of all, <laughs> like and you're and you're like you're just like the ultimate Nepo baby. And so, you know, fucking 10 people, 10 probably big agents in the sports world because you didn't want to fucking run daddy's coffee company. You're like, I like basketball. He's like, all right, why don't we fucking get you involved in the NBA? This is this guy. And then you go insider two minutes before fucking news breaks. You put out the news that's going to break anyway. And you go insider sources tell Jordan Schultz like, bro, what the fuck? Like. You're not even you're just you're just a guy with a fucking Twitter account and an Instagram account posing as a fucking sports journalist. So I don't know him. So th- so he's Bleacher Reports NFL insider. That's what he lists. Yeah. And he used to host podcast. He used to hilariously host podcast with CJ McCollum. And he that's now defunct. And he he's Howard Schultz's kid. Oh, I didn't know any of that. And then, and that's why. So people, some people will fucking like reply to tweets. He's like, insider sources tell me, and they're like, uh, do insider sources tell you that fucking your dad fucking like refuses to fucking give Starbucks baristas a union because he's a slave slumlord? Like, and it's just like you're just like a rich kid who has like fucking connections, and now you're like, I'm an. And can you imagine if like by the way, and I do this all the time, and and everybody who follows me fucking knows the joke. Could you imagine if I put sources tell me when I post who the Giants are going to pick in the draft five minutes before they pick them? You can you imagine if I did that? Can you imagine if I ch- clout chased by being like sources tell me the Giants are taking Kayvon Thibodeau? If I, like guys, I know, and I post it, 
And I and I always do the same fucking jokes about it. Like I'll I'll put a crystal ball. I'll put like whatever. Everybody who knows who follows Joe Prano knows how the, where the fuck I'm getting that info. You mentioned sources tell me I've got it on good. I've got it on a good tip that the Giants are post, like guys. I, I, I try to use that to become an NFL insider. Can you imagine if I put NFL insider in my bio? What a fucking loser. I would kill myself before I did that. I just remember when this, when this dove climbing guy, he took so much heat for a while, but I think it changed the way he does it now. And they credit, they credit people. I mean, look, it's a, look here. Here's my thing, guys. The, the, the old age is just, it's everything's up for grabs. Like I used to get mad back in the day. You know that like people are like, God, people are stealing my shit. No credit. Like back when I was running a million Twitter feeds, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, and then it becomes a point where like it happens so much where you're like, it's the world's now, you know what I mean? My buddy texted me the other day and he did, he said, South Park episode 14, season 20 or whatever. They did your fucking namaste yoga joke or whatever. I was like, and Fortune Feimster did it. And this person, I was like, it's the world's joke now. Like, it's the world's joke now. Like, yeah, did I fucking close my thing with it at the stand fucking now eight years ago? Yeah. But at some point when fucking 25 people steal it and Eddie used to do the same thing. He's just like, Eddie would be like, dude, your fight club your fight club fucking CrossFit bit is just like a, is like a CrossFit world meme at this point. I was like, it's the world's joke. Now I was like, Eddie, I love you that you're like involved in the CrossFit world and you're out there standing for like comedians, like bits or whatever. But I was like, it doesn't matter. It's the world's bit now. Like Schefter posting something like that information is the like you, he just has to know Dove Kleiman and Jordan Schultz and Ari Merov or whatever. It's just, all right. This I have three minutes for it to be mine, and now it's the world's info, and all these people are going to aggregate it. You know, you we get we the in the NBA, it's like Woj bomb or Shams fucking missile or whatever the fuck it is. But it's like after that, it's a like we're you're gonna Jordan Schultz is gonna take it and make it a thing and and say and and add his little piece of flair to it and act like he's a fucking insider. It's like, dude, you re. Posted Schefter's tweet, added some half-assed opinion of it. Yeah, and 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 along those terms, like the the intellectual property and the copyright, like they used to try to care for a minute. These social media platforms, they don't care at all. Like they don't really enforce it. You know what I'm saying? Like like they used to they used to ding you. And if you got so many strikes, to my knowledge, you can just post any movie clip now. Yeah. Right? Like, like, are they dinging? Oh, people? dude, on on TikTok at this point. But that's dude, what I'm saying. You, especially TikTok. You go on TikTok at this point. Have you noticed this? All they do for movie clips is flip it. Like it's in reverse. Like the 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 image is mirrored. Oh, that's how they get away with it. And they're just like posting. They're like. Like was was fucking Kevin Costner a left-handed pitcher and in, in in that fucking 
for love of the game. game yeah. That's funny. Give us a ring. 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. Yeah. At Joe Prano on all social media. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. Uh, come see me in a show. Be back up in the San Luis Obispo area for super, super, super fun shows. Sneaky Pete's in a couple weeks and some other, I think it'll be in Paso Robles and whatever. So I'll be up there. Um, some LA local shows uh, posted all the time. Those uh, flyers usually go up on my Instagram as soon as I'm tagged in them. So follow me there. And uh, yeah, thank you for supporting. Happy fucking new year, everybody. Yeah, man. Yeah, enjoy the games, guys. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. And as always, stay dirty.